back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast in which we smash apart the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe into one-minute chunks so we can analyze them in scrupulous detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Road to Infinity podcast. And I'm Rob Cabosco. And Kyle, the year was 1995. Her driver's license, her credit cards, her bank accounts, her identity deleted. Who's her? Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. And the movie is The Net. The Net. <laughs> I remember that movie. Oh, that movie is oh, so man. ridiculous. Now look. You know, it's funny, like, some of the stuff that happens in that movie could happen now, but in 95, it was like, no. oh, man. Do you know what you know what the resolution of security cameras was like in 1995? No. Oh. It was, I mean, that was a movie, well, I mean, typical of Hollywood to, like, cash in on something that's, like, mm-hmm. a thing. Right. And, okay, it's just, I mean, you know, and Sandra Bullock was, I mean, obviously great actress. Sure. She was huge mid-90s. Oh, I mean, yes. her, her her career just takes off after speed. Yeah. And so, you know, I, 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 mean, I just always look back at that movie because I was working on the internet in 95, mm. believe it or oh, not, yeah, right? Oh, yeah, I was, yeah. So, I, was, I was in college, so like, yeah. I, was, I was doing a lot of stuff on the web. No, so, you know, you go see this movie and you're like, okay, oh, what is happening guys. here? And I bring it up because... We, I mean, visual, I think anytime <laughs> someone tries to visualize the internet, yeah. first of all, where are the tubes? I don't right? see the tubes. <laughs> There's no tubes and no wires. It, Yeah. Interesting. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. here we are. So yeah, so here we are at minute 70 of Louis Leterrier's Incredible Hulk from 2008, uh, deep into the World Wide Web. Um, so as where we uh, pick up where we left off, which is Ross is in mid-rant. Uh, so he's, he's still, and, and once again, I still feel bad for Spar because I feel like this is a lot of this is directed to her, even though he's doing it. So I guess we're going to talk about two things. So like, there's there's what's going on with um, Ross and the searching and stuff too, and then there's what's going on with um, Betty and Bruce because the two are sort of overlaid with each other. So we'll talk about Ross's stuff first because he's ranting through most of this minute, uh, even though it's it's overlaid. Uh, on it too. Uh, so let's see. He says, uh, "If he was trying to escape, he'd be long gone. He's looking for help, and that's how we're going to get him." Okay, let's pause there. He's looking for help, and that's how we're going to get him. How does he know this? Like, how does he know he's looking for help? He got something from there. Like, does he doesn't know he got the data? He basically, as far as from the outside, it looks like Bruce came and kidnapped Betty. Right. Right. But like. They don't really know. They knew he was on campus, but they don't know he, he got the, the data or whatever, too. How do they know he's looking for help? And Okay, so anyways, the rant continues. We know what they're after. You do? And we know he's been talking to someone. You'll have copies of the correspondence. And then it goes, oh, that's when the penny drops. They talked about how they were having a hard time doing it, but they had his laptop. So it looks like they managed to figure out that he's having an online conversation with somebody and sent the blood right. or something and, and all that stuff. Like, they know that there's someone on the other end of it. So they know he's looking for Mr. Blue. So I'm going to credit Major Spar with figuring all that stuff out. I think it was her and her team, and I think she's undervalued. I, after this last moment with Ross, It's a yes. man's army. Yes. Right? And he says, the aliases Mr. Green and Mr. Blue have been added to the S.H.I.E.L.D. database. Oh! <gasps> Shield. Shield. Database. No, no. Shield's the exciting part, not the database. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, as we as we'll see, uh, Shield at this point stands for Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. But previously, it stood for Strategic Hazard Intervention Espionage Logistics Directorate. 
But do you know what it was originally, Rob? No. The Supreme Headquarters International Espionage Law Enforcement Division. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, Supreme. And, and the joke says, <laughs> as the joke says in the first episode of, Legend, uh, of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, it sounds like someone really wanted the word to say S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you got anything that has Supreme, that's pretty top. That's top notch. Yeah. Uh, and then the, his his rant ends with, and when he slips up, we'll be ready. But he's not going to slip up. He's not going to slip up because he's Bruce Banner. Wait, is he going to slip so, up? He's probably going to slip up. <laughs> yeah, he's going to slip up. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so now we, we come back to what what they're doing at the same time. So Bruce and Betty are at a mechanic shop or whatever. And yeah. so we see uh, Betty is giving that most of that $700 to uh, the guy there. What is she doing? Uh, we'll find out. We don't but know yet. While she's while that transaction is happening, um, Bruce goes over to the computer and decides to do some computer stuff. And if you've been listening as long as, as uh, from episode one, you know we're about to get super nerdy about computer stuff. <laughs> okay, so that monitor is an NEC MultiSync XV17 17-inch SVGA CRT monitor. That's super. VGA. Which, by the way, and for the time, that was a pretty nice monitor. It was a pretty nice monitor. 17 Actually, was, mean, on like, the, was on I the high end. A, a guy is selling them like right now, and they're still like 300 bucks. Really? So, I mean, like, yeah, I guess if you if you need a, a an SVGA, oh, uh, right. you know, cathode ray tube monitor. Right. That hasn't you know, been burned but, in with any imagery. Yeah, right. Then sure. Uh, especially with this one, yeah. Um, uh, we don't know what kind of computer it is, because we never actually see that, but we know it's running Windows XP. And, of course, we should know uh, so, that the monitor is using uh, the f- famous monitor stand that all monitors like this used at one time or another, <laughs> books. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great. Just to get up higher because right. the, the, the uh, actual computer itself is probably gigantic because uh, we know it has a CD-ROM drive uh, as from what's on the desktop. Right. Uh, so it's running XP. Now, it really should be running Windows 7. Technically, if he was keeping up to date, it would be running Windows Vista, but I think we all, oh, the computers, no. know you should never install no, Windows Vista. Vista. Uh, so Windows 7 uh, was, uh, you know, still sort of in the in the future at this point. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so he's still running XP uh, probably wisely. Um, so we ha- it has Adobe Reader 7. That's exciting. And Nero Smart Start. So that's how we know that there's like a CD-ROM attached to it. Oh, you can Nero see that on the does. desktop, yep. Yep, and most importantly, it's running Norton oh. <laughs> in the taskbar. There's a big Norton 360 thing on there because all computers in this world are running Norton. And do you has think nothing to do with Edward Norton? Has nothing to do, it has a lot to do with product product placement. placement. Yes. Now, okay, so there is something we we have discussed off mic, right? And I'm going <laughs> to yes. bring this up uh-huh. now because it, because it it's something visual. Yes. So he as he gets ready to to bring up uh, to send an email is what he's going to do. There's the keyboard there, and the keyboard is the classic style mechanical extended keyboard mm-hmm. that everyone's familiar with from the 90s and a little later than that. Uh, and it has one of those really funky soft plastic covers over it that's really predominant in dirty environments. Yeah. So a, a fix, you know, a right. garage or anything like that. Yep. But he takes his USB stick and he sticks it right into a to an upward facing USB port on the on the keyboard. Mm-hmm. And we talked about yeah. this. Okay, I'm not okay. I've looked. I'm not saying that's not possible. Yeah. I don't remember ever seeing keyboards that ever had an upward-facing USB interface. 
Apple, if you're, you remember these, mm-hmm. when uh, first of all, you, keyboards like this wouldn't even be USB. They were probably still serial bus yeah. or you know a variety of different connections. Right. But even if you did went to the USB, Apple was very popular for putting USB ports on the sides of their keyboards, right? Sure. For, for mirrors and stuff. But this keyboard, <laughs> this style of keyboard from the time it is, yeah. I, I don't think it has that. And this is not jumping too far ahead here, but you'll see a moment when this scene conclu- when this moment concludes, he pulls the USB stick out. Uh-huh. If you pause it, as we have, uh-huh. the hole that the USB stick is stuck in looks like it was handmade. Yeah, the, there's just no way that there would be an upward-facing USB port on a computer like this running XP back in 2008 like now why do, now why do, why do, right why do we go into this because we're nerds yeah. because yeah, we love nerds. tech like this yeah. and okay obviously from a scene composition standpoint mm-hmm. you do this because this keeps it in the shot we, with the monitor you you and plus you want it you want it to be clear to the audience oh look it's his usb yeah. stick oh it light it, it lit, lit up, up. Yeah. no we don't want him scurrying around on the floor of a garage looking for the usb port on the back of the computer right no, that's not going to happen. It's just it's just something that you wanted to s- to show in terms of the storytelling of this. I just find it interesting that some prop guy had a had a Dremel a hole <laughs> to do a keyboard and then put some sort of connector yeah. so that when he inserted the thing, the right. light goes yeah, off. Yeah, exactly. And probably put it had to put an LED on there because that like I, I can't imagine in two thousand eight that a sand disc had a flashing green light at the end no. of it either. So, yeah. That's the wonder. I think that's fantastic. Somebody's job was right? to do that. Yeah, uh, I thought it was interesting. He fires up Outlook, and 2008. This is this is more than 10 years ago when this movie was shot, and Outlook looks the same. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, there's just very, very small things they've done, but like, like, wow. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Um, So I think it was also interesting that apparently he sent this email from the guy's email. Like, he doesn't log in. He just fires up the guy's outlook and sends it off the thing. So it's from, you know, uh, Virginia Mechanic 05 at AOL.com or whatever it is that he has set up. We don't actually see what the guy's email address is. But, like, so, you know, uh, Mr. Blue's going to get this email from, like, who the heck is that? Uh, but you know, but okay, but but here's the thing: like you would think, as we've just discussed, Bruce, very smart guy, mm-hmm. he knows that that the the chase is afoot. He's not going to use the Mister Blue, Mister Green, right? He's going to be like Mister uh-huh. Cyan from <laughs> from from Mister Mold. I don't know, right? Yeah. Because well, yeah, I think that would you, make and sense. also you know they're using colors, so you think it, uh, it's anonymous. It's it's generic enough. That like it'll do it. So he puts in the email, and this is what's interesting. There's another little continuity burble here because he knows the guy's email address, and also <gasps> the guy's email address not only has his name but also where he works in it. When did Bruce find this out? Wait, what? We, I totally didn't. Because I mean, the last time we knew out. they were they were having an anonymous conversation. He sent encrypted, it to a PO box when he when yes. he shipped the blood, like. Uh, there was there was never any conversation about the fact that he knew where this guy what the guy's name was because it's in the email address and the location it says the where he's from too like how did they find I mean I'm hoping that in a, in a future minute they'll discuss some of this stuff because up to this point we had no idea that Bruce knew this much but now did you think though now is that just an implication that at some point they did exchange emails because notice that the email, it's S Stearns with the, uh-huh. the E being a three, yeah. lead speak. which is a typical password thing, yeah. right? Like that's to to make it. So, not so he exactly must be a gamer. Yeah, right. Oh, <laughs> so it go. should be actually should be what 
five five to e three. Um, so uh, it, it, yeah, because it says at Greenberg College, so he knows that much too. Um, I couldn't tell what kind of file he was using. I think it was a PDF, but I couldn't tell. Like the icon was very small, so I like the game of research data. I couldn't tell what it was. No, it it, it does look uh, like a, know, like the icon kind of looks like a was, PDF at that time. Yeah, I thought it was a PDF. Was, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, obviously the email address is to uh, sst three rns six two. So. Turns essentially sixty two at grayburncollege.net. I emailed Stern sixty two at Grayburn College. Did I you did. Really? So I was like, I wonder if that's still real. And it, it bounced it back almost immediately. I was I was Aww. hoping somebody would be like, Yes, what do you want to know? Oh but my god, that would be amazing. Wouldn't that, that be great? Was... Yeah. So yeah, and, and Grayburncollege.net does not exist either. So or maybe it did at the time, but uh, yeah, it doesn't now. Because usually when they what put it... that stuff up now, if they put a phone number or an email address, right, there's some viral marketing. Right, there's something there it. set up for it. So uh, we see uh, behind Bruce as he's working there, uh, there's a sign that reads Brennix and Quaker State. Quaker State obviously is an oil, and so they're – but I could not find what Brennix was. I did a lot of re- looking around, and like maybe it's a Canadian thing. Maybe it was a yeah, Canadian that's... thing, but you know, but – uh, you know, my Google goes to Canada too, so I don't know why it didn't show up. But uh, if anybody knows what if Brennex is a, a chain up there, uh, I, I, would, I would like to know because I was just curious about this. But in, in meanwhile, uh, he fires off the email and then goes back to join Betty, and then we go into the internet. So wait, now wait. This email we just talked yeah. about again. How smart is Bruce? What's the subject? What's the subject? File from Mister Green. Yes. Okay, because well, well, because it's not coming from him; it's coming from you know, I know Virginia Mechanic 03. But once again, you know, and here's and what's the message, Mister Blue? Here's the data. It's time to meet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mister Green. I mean, I'm coming to your house. I mean, okay. So, the, so then you know we can see the big shield logo as like the I, I said. I guess this is let's get wonky. Let's say, hey, it's an early version of Ultron. <laughs> Well, okay, we it's have to, a we, search parameter. So we got to do a this very, we, we, very early AI. We, we've had fun. We've had fun conversations about Final Cut Pro, obviously. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. so Final Cut Pro, an editor. One of my favorite transitions of Final Cut Pro is the pan zoom, okay. which is the transition exactly used here. As it, <laughs> you know, you see the image of the screen, and then it just zooms in, and now we're into this crazy animated. What does the internets look like? And here's right. what we got. Yeah, and so as it goes by, so I, 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 I couldn't go frame by frame, but I paused a bunch of time and I pulled a bunch of the things that it was sorting through. So I have a, bu- a list of a bunch of the things as it was sorting through, looking for the words blue and green in the same context. Uh, so we have, spoke with Mr. Jenkins. He asked why I've been feeling blue. It should be clear that the blue computer is sorting through every instance of these common green words anywhere they are written. What is that? Who wrote that? I don't know. But I was saying, somebody, the person did this probably had to write all of these things. And the grass is always greener on the other side. Okay, sure, makes sense. Mr. Patterson is predicting blue skies, but we'll see if it's actually sunny. We should hit blue and green very hard. I have no idea what that's about. I went ahead and bought the green dress. It cost a fortune, but it's worth it. Uh, last one I saw was, it's amazing how little the color blue is used throughout normal communication. <laughs> I, that was the end of the day. He's like, I got to write something. Well, well, well uh, no, but I mean, they didn't even. Okay, so here, this I thought was funny, too, is do you notice the emails that these messages are from in some cases or two? Mm-mm. There's one, the one that you said it should be clear that the blue computer is sorting. The yeah. two is some at email dot dot dot. 
No, no, wait, no, hold on. No, I don't mean, no, you know, we love, we love the people who work behind the scenes to do this stuff. Oh, of course. You want to tell me that, like, no, no one that they they couldn't imagine in their wildest dreams imagine that someone was going to be doing this. See, at this point, DVDs were brand new technology, so they're like, no way there'd be the high resolution enough that they would go through and see. Okay, all but I'm still things. surprised that as a designer, somebody didn't just go, "Well, I'm going to put my email address in this." <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, or put my name. Like, right. I mean, you know, whatever. I'm just surprised that, yeah. like, some of these are just, oh, yeah, like, email at email.com. <laughs> okay, uh, all right. Uh, so as we're going through, that finally finds uh, the two words it's been looking for, green and blue, uh, or Mr. Green and Mr. Blue in the same thing, and suddenly oh, it, gets it, it finds it, and it goes, it search leads him to Grayburn College, Department of Cell Biology, Dr. Samuel dun, Stearns. Dun. <gasps> Which you could have pretty much guessed because his last name is actually in right, the email exactly. address. But, but yeah, so then we get to see, like, the title card comes up. Uh, like it, it, with this, And there's Tim Blake Nelson, who we're going to talk about more when we actually meet him for real, as opposed to just seeing a picture of him. Uh, so we... we and so we go. We cut back to a busy office, and Major Spar apparently having been, uh, you know, severely uh, disciplined after her her horrible, horrible showing at that last meeting, uh, is now in desk. Once duty. again, she has been relegated <laughs> to the CSI, NCIS, FBI, yeah, like all the places that everyone goes to die. And and also yeah. again, notice uh, because again, we're looking at this, mm-hmm. an entire room full of men. Yeah. She is slumped with her hand over her forehead mm-hmm. like... As a member of I, the FBI walks past her wearing the blazer. I really need to get out of here. Wait, you're not on a raid, dude. Yeah. You don't have to wear the blazer inside. Like, okay, like we, you see your badge. You don't have to make a big thing of it. Come on, Charles. Get it together. Um, so then uh, her computer lights up. Match found. And it pops up. And then there's, there's the title. Ding. There's the card of Dr. Samuel Stearns, a.k.a. Mr. Blue. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. So next to his picture, it actually says FISA, F-I-S-A. And I was thinking, what the heck is FISA? Why is it? So I looked into it. Uh, it turns out FISA is the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, which was introduced in May 18, 1977 by Senator Ted Kennedy and signed into law by President Carter on the 25th of October, 1978. Wow. It is a federal law that establishes procedures for the physical and electronic surveillance and collection of foreign intelligence information between foreign powers and agents of foreign powers suspected of espionage or terrorism. And before you ask about why is this being used for foreign powers, believe me, I did a deep dive into this, and it just gets way complicated <laughs> in terms of what's considered foreign power or agent of foreign power. And oh, my God. Does a, there's a lone wolf clause, and there's a technical thing, and, like, it, does it cover in domestic terrorism, or is it only in... Uh, yeah, and then we get into Patriot Act and all sorts of stuff. But that's what FISA stands for. <laughs> oh, wow. Great pool, though. I mean, yeah. that's an interesting little detail yeah hidden in that awesome so and, that, and then and what that's, happens on that card that is where the minute comes to an end as what? we're looking at at dr samuel stearns is now a person of interest in the case of uh bruce banner wait i i think i can sense that all of the roads are going to converge it seems that way and uh it seems that uh that that this grayburn college is in new york Maybe that's where we're headed. I wonder, depending on whatever Betty just spent seven hundred dollars on. <laughs> that's that right. Hopefully, that gonna... the thing that she got seven hundred dollars for will will help get them to the 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 to Grayburn College. Nice. Yeah. So, uh, in the meantime, if you're looking to upgrade your wardrobe or 
even your phone's wardrobe, you can uh-huh. do so at nextreel.com <laughs> uh, slash merch. Uh, you can get Marvel Movie Minute or Next Reel inspired clothing, uh, pillows, uh, phone cases, all stickers. I think are up there. Now. You know, think about this: the stickers. Oh, stickers! Like, and and they're like they're very inexpensive, right? right? But you know, when you say head, right? Just head mm-hmm. to the nextreel.com slash merch. Think about where you could place your head. You could place your head on a wonderfully, beautifully crafted pillow mm-hmm. featuring both our That's faces. That's right. Look, look down at the device you're listening to us right there. You see that lovely thumbnail? Think of that, but pillow-sized. And then think of your head resting next to it, thinking about all the wonderful times you've had listening to the previous 69 minutes of Hulk madness that we've gone through. So, com slash merch. You can find all kinds of cool stuff there. And uh, every time... I, I think I, think I want to just do a... Oh. <laughs> and uh, every dollar you spend there, a couple of quarters of it come to back to us to help us keep the show a running. Thanks. So, uh, in the meantime, uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, we'll see you back here for minute 71. I uh, hope you had a smashing good time. Until next time, true believers. Bye. Stay funky. Bye.